Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is Business of Design, episode 109, some random thoughts. I had with no place to put them. I am feeling great today. I got up very early to have a Zoom call with clients and a contractor, a contractor I've never worked with before. And you know how stressful that is. And things seem to be going quite well, which in my experience is kind of unusual. When I'm dealing with a new contractor, it's typically not as great as I'd like it to be, but This time, it seems like we've got someone we can really work with and rely on. So, whoa, I'm feeling good. Yesterday, we spent the day in Malibu at Carly Waters' place, her home, beautiful, gorgeous, as you can imagine. She's a Business of Design member. She has a fabulous website I've pointed to before in terms of its sleek, clear, clean vision. I love it. And Carly hosted a members-only event where we recorded some conversations, some random conversations, about business and how it's working. And everybody at the event was a paid member of Business of Design, which means they have access to the hundreds of video courses we have online, and they're using the steps and the techniques and the systems and the strategies that I use every day. None of us is perfect. We all struggle at various points of a project, and so you heard a little bit of that. You also heard some incredible wisdom and strength in terms of being able to rely on systems that have your back and make your job easier. So it was a great day. The conversation went off in about five different directions, very lively, as you can imagine. We became fast friends because we have so much in common. And those five conversations will be edited and turned into courses, which will be available as part of your paid membership for Business of Design. So I think you will enjoy the takeaways. The conversations yesterday led me to think about today's podcast and how you start off with one idea and it kind of morphs into something else. And there are occasions when we have amazing guests on the podcast, and yet for some reason, a portion of the conversation can't be used. The episode is too long or we go off course, we're not sticking to the topic. And so I thought it might be fun to capture, recapture those conversations into this episode on Random Thoughts. The episode will feature Martha Rossellini, who you may remember from episode number 102, where we talked about cooperative workspaces. It was a two-part episode, and this was part one, also from the same episode, coincidentally, is Carly Nemteen. And Carly was in the process of opening up her own cooperative workspace in Toronto. And she's going to jump on this episode as well. Then finally, we're going to hear from John Hopper. You guys haven't met him yet. He's going to talk about who he would hire if he were in a position and needed to hire someone to immediately alleviate his stress. Before we jump in, let's turn to the person who immediately alleviates my stress, the fabulous Cheryl Horn. Cheryl Horn, you're busy as usual. 
Yeah, we all are. Lots going on. We just got back from High Point as well. Um, but online, we actually just launched a new course. It's been up just over a week. Um, budgeting with precision. This was a big one. We had a lot of questions that uh, got us started on this one. Well, you know how it is, right? Everybody, you say to a client over the phone, a potential new customer, what's the budget? And they say, I don't know. So I have a method for getting an answer. I have several methods, actually, for getting an answer out of a client and some strategies around how you can take that information in, use it, but not necessarily be tied to it or burdened by it. So I'm excited that that course is live. And then maybe that question of what's it going to cost will be less scary next time you go to a consultation. (laughs) I like it. I like it very much. All right. And then the retreat, it's coming up October 24th to 27th in Santa Monica. And you guys, you and Janine were just there planning. I can't wait to hear. Oh my gosh. We've been working really hard on the itinerary. To be honest, Santa Monica, Venice Beach, Malibu Beach, they kind of sell themselves in terms of great locations. Our job is to make sure that when you invest this money in your business, and it is an investment, we recognize that. And we want to have impeccable integrity about asking you to spend that $2,800. We want to make sure that you come away from that retreat with a lot more information that will help you run your business and we want to help you implement the information that we teach at the retreat. So among the learning sessions, uh, we will be talking about less is more. How can you groom the current clients you have to spend more money with you, increase your profit margin and make more money with fewer customers? For those of you who've been running a business for a while, we are going to introduce a module on performance reviews. How do you work with existing staff to get the best out of them? How do you evaluate whether or not they're working for you? How do you let go of someone who might be holding you back from finding someone who could really push you to the next level? We'll have an opportunity for those who are newer to participate in fundamental business of design learning, such as contracts, retainers, pricing modules, etc. So you'll have an opportunity to do some breakout. I'll also be uh, introducing new systems for evaluations. These are courses that are not yet on businessofdesign.com. So you'll have them first. Um, Things like how to evaluate and increase and improve your profit margin. We will temper all of this serious learning with so many fun events as well. We will have a toes in the sand event, no bathing suit required, but we'll be doing some intention setting on the beach. We have something wild and zany, which I will not tell you planned, but is going to be ridiculous and fun. We will be going to one of my favorite places in the world, a happy place, uh, and we will be getting an architectural tour. We'll do a garden tour. Uh, If you've never been to the store Goop, we'll take you to the store Goop. I think it's the only store that Gwyneth has, and so we'll take you there. And doing some home tours, and we will take care of your breakfast and your lunch, and we will take care of your heart and your soul. So please come to the retreat October 24th to 27th. $2,800 is the best money you're going to ever spend on your business, and we'd love to have you there. 
And I can't wait. Janine's on the ground with you in Santa Monica. So I'm, my first time will be uh, at the retreat with you guys. So I'm really excited to uh, get to do all of this with you as well. Oh my gosh. Great. That's right. And Kathy, I think will be there as well. And Kathy is a senior designer at Kimberly Sound Design Group. And she was terrific and instrumental in some of the coaching conversations we had last year and pushed a number of members to raise their rates. And I can happily report that every single one who did had success successful results. There was no bad story attached to anyone who raised their rates following the retreat. So that was exciting as well. Love to have you join us for those events. And of course, we appreciate your support and love that you are experiencing business of design and our strategies for improving your business online as well. And all the details and registration are at businessofdesign.com. So check it out there. And if you've got any questions, please reach out. Yay. Thanks so much, Cheryl. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months and have access to Kimberly's contracts. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. As I explained in the introduction, this is a somewhat unusual episode and there's no reason not to just roll with it. So I'm going to start the show the way I usually end it with design intervention. And that's because Martha Rossellini, Business of Design member, makes such a strong case for rethinking your approach to failure. Martha designs custom window coverings and collaborates with architects, designers, and builders in the San Francisco area. So she's not a designer, and we get emails and calls and direct messages on a weekly basis from people who are not interior design professionals and want to know if business of design will work for them. So what I can tell you is we do have members who are not interior design professionals like Martha. Um, we do have floral designers and landscape designers, and we even have real estate agents who are members. So we have heard nothing but great feedback from those other professionals who say the systems and strategies we use will work for them as well. Martha runs a mature business. She uses systems and procedures to constantly satisfy her customers and This design intervention is just too good not to use. Uh, Every episode ends with design intervention. What would you say is a piece of advice that has been instrumental to your success and something everybody should think about doing? I, I think I'm not the first person to say this, and I probably won't be the last, but just believe in yourself and take risks and don't be afraid of failing because the failure is not failure. It's a discovery. It's discovering what doesn't work. Look at failure as a just more information. More information yeah. about what you need to do uh, next. Yeah. 
Gosh, I wish I had, that is the kind of information, take that in, whatever age you're at, take that in, because that is going to be super useful information. I, you know, and can I just tell you when I heard that? I heard that listening to an audible book, I can't remember the name of the book now, but I was driving to Palm, Palm Springs. Oh my and that, gosh. And that was in there. And it was, it was, and, and that, that was my takeaway. I don't remember the name of the book or anything, but that was my takeaway from this audible book was your failures are discoveries of what doesn't work and what you need to do. So oh don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of them. I love it. If anybody knows the name of the book, let us know and we'll uh, add it to the website for everybody to check out. So failure is just discovery. It's an opportunity to learn something. It's new information. It hurts a little bit. You know, you go down the wrong path, you, you fall, you get yourself back up and you keep going. Yeah, there's a little pain involved, but pain is always a great motivator. And then a conjoined twin to the failure equation, I think, is frustration. Frustration, confusion, anger. These are red flags that something I'm doing on a regular basis isn't working. If you are bumping up against frustration in your business on a regular basis, take time to look at what it is trying to show you. It's showing your pain points. It's giving you an opportunity to try something a different way. The more chronic and locked in and painful the situation is, the more relief I'm going to feel when I actually tackle it. It is such a gift to stop trying to work harder, surrender, admit defeat, let go, and try it a different way. I know I turned the corner from novice design owner to mature business owner when I started seeing every pain point, every frustration, every failure as an opportunity for me to figure out a system that would ensure that never happens again. Once I accepted that challenge, my life got infinitely better, my business got better, and I learned to love the work that I do all over again. But this time, it stuck. I also love that Martha refers to listening to an audiobook on her way to meet up with Team BOD last year at the Elite Retreat. Uh, and she shares that she can't quite remember who the author is. But interestingly, a short time afterwards, I interviewed Carly Nemteen, who mentioned the exact same thing and happened to know who the author was. Let's hear what Carly has to say about this and where the conversation takes us. And as a reminder, Carly Nemteen runs Carriage Lane Designs in Toronto. She's had that company for more than eight years, and she is transitioning into creating a collective workspace in Toronto. In this first clip, Carly talks about the power of vulnerability and how we can use it to be more courageous. Honesty rules. Honesty rules. If you're not going to be humble and like, put it all down and like share your successes and your failures, it doesn't work. A collective won't work for you if you're not willing to be honest with your group. That is super interesting. Of course, yeah. because if you have someone in the collective who's hoarding information, who won't share, it puts a jam in the whole pipeline. Exactly. Oh, exactly. That's such a good point, Carly. Wow. Good. Okay. Yeah. You honestly, you're you have vulnerability through courage, like your vulnerability. And like when you 
talk about your hardships and like are honest and show empathy and show us like on the other people listening on the other side that you wrestle with that vulnerability and you wrestle with that courage. Like it's a huge deal to know that there's someone there that hears you and like there's a connection there and we want to just take that connection and that unfortunate aspect of loneliness where we are like all in our own little worlds and like really create that aspect of connection. Cause honestly, like, you know, there's a really, really good book called um, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Yes. And she talks of, yeah, talks about vulnerability and how to have courage and how to really build, bring those worlds together. And that failure is a good thing. Like, you know, the more she knows you here, it brings you closer to the yeses, right? It allows you to, you know, lose that, you know, be humble, allows you to take your ego out of it and allows you to really focus on like what the actual root issue is and what the actual um, way of actually, you know, fixing that root problem is. Yeah. Failure is just more information, more information you needed in order to succeed for sure. It's interesting. I have a dear, 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 dear nephew that recently passed away and that book was in his apartment when we went to um, clean it out. So it's sitting beside me, but I can't, I just can't read it yet, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. It was an important book to him. That's, that's a gift. That's, that's, yeah, he's, he was full of gifts. And you're right. Yeah. Even after he's gone, I have more gifts coming from him. And mystery solved. Brene Brown, Dare to Lead is the book that Martha referred to when she talked about failure as a discovery. And as I was doing some research on this episode, I came across a quote from the turn of the century not the 21st turn of the century, by the way, but the 20th, so 1900s, James Joyce, Irish author, novelist, who said mistakes are the portals to discovery. Now, he may not have been the first one to say that, and he certainly wasn't the last because we're talking about it today, but sometimes these pearls of wisdom, even though they're right there in front of us, we don't see them. So maybe today is the day you're going to take a whole new approach, a whole new outlook to making mistakes, failing, being frustrated, and being confounded by some aspect of your work life that is just not working for you. And you're going to try things a new way. I know for me, if I can stop fixating on the fact that I failed, that I made a mistake, and turn my attention to what I can change so I never have to experience that again, it's so empowering. Carly goes on to talk about the impact of community and how social media might be something that keeps us isolated, but it doesn't have to be. Last night, I hosted an event at Stone Tile. And I have this group of designers in Toronto. And, you know, the group is made up of about 12 or 13 designers. Maybe every eight to 10 weeks, we all get together. And that's how I met. That's how I learned about your, your business of design. Because... Literally, I reached out to designer Erica Gelman. One day, I have a girl crush on her. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And I reached out to her, and I was like, you know, I'd love to get go for coffee. We know some of the same people. I see you over social media. And, like, let's just randomly me. So we did. And from there, she was actually going to be having and hosting a little design get-together. 
And we went to her office and there was five other designers that I met that night. And then that was over two years ago. And from then we've been having and hosting and having vendors host these dinner parties for us and get togethers for us. And now the group has gone from, you know, five, six people to around 12, 13 people and it's growing. And it's where I found you, like I said, it's where I found about how to create design docs. It's where I found out about how amazing the iPad is for meetings where like, and it's just been incredible. Social media creates this barrier between us. But then like, even when I met you, you know, I, I watched you on social media. I listened to your podcast. I, you know, I'm, I'm such a fan. I subscribed to, you know, business of design and I saw you at, you know, LT and I was just like, I need to take this opportunity. That right? was so and funny. I remember that day we were sourcing for a project. I think I was with uh, someone from my office and you were, you were there and we just kind of went like, Oh, Hey, another designer. Love you. <laughs> right. Like it was so fun. Yeah. And I, and that day I'd actually reached out. I mean, week or week or two prior, I'd actually reached out to the designer I was having coffee with or lunch with who, again, I reached out over social media because I'm a fan of her work, Justin McGorgan. And was like, why don't we meet and like go for coffee? She's like, like a blind date. I'm like, like a blind yeah. Date. Yeah, why not? I've done yeah. that before, by the way. I reached out to a woman. Uh, I saw, I can't, I can't for the life of me remember her name right now. But I kept seeing her photos. And every time I saw her photos, it was one of those like, wow, I wish I'd done that. That's beautiful. I wish I'd done that. So I reached out and asked her to go for coffee. And um, I don't think she liked me. She didn't want to hang out after that. <laughs> I get, I swipe. She swiped left. That's so sad. It's so tragic. Anyway, I can't no. remember her name. You know but what? It was just too painful for me, Carly. I first no, of all, like no. you really have a great personality to go oh, this distance you. because you're willing to put yourself out there and network. So good for you. Community matters, right? And the right yeah. community matters. So sounds like with Erica, you found a community of peers who are working professionals and really striving to improve their business. And so they're focused on that, right? In a collective workspace, you would have people like that who are doing the same thing. They might be competing for the same jobs. They might not because they might be a different from a different town, but you're still going to learn valuable information from each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even last night, you know, some of the designers in the group have already been on the same projects or, and we and like and they know and they see on social media they see it and sometimes a designer is being approached for another project that they've seen on someone else's social media. Okay, so, wait, wait, we got to dig into this. So what oh, you're yeah. what you're saying is a customer will phone one of the designers and she may or may not have worked for that customer, but then somehow she's gotten in touch with another one of the designers from the same collective. And you're all like, Whoa, Mrs. Smith, she was really hard to work with. And here's why. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. my gosh. I have a group like that. We send each other an email and say, be on the lookout for Mrs. So-and-so. Yeah. She's coming your way. And this is what she yes. wants. This is what she'll tell you, but this is what she really wants. And um, it's in, invariably one of the people in my group will say, oh, my gosh, she ca I got the call. I'm the winner. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Su super cool. Another good reason we need community, right, to be able to say, hey, this customer's coming your way. I wonder how often you are willing to be vulnerable with a design peer, 
Do you do what a lot of us do, which is go to events where other designers are and when asked, how's business, say, it's amazing, never better, couldn't be happier, my clients are fabulous? Or do you sometimes take an opportunity because the moment seems ripe to say, you know what, I'm struggling, I am having trouble with a customer, I am not able to collect my design fees, or they're pushing back on my contract. I have found when I have been willing to share openly, the door sometimes opens at the other end and we can have a really meaningful conversation. When that happens, we are going to be in a much stronger position to make changes to our business, uh, to get the support we need to keep those changes going, and develop a dialogue with like-minded business owners, right? The kind of open sharing that happened at Carly's house when we did the member-directed courses in Malibu, and the kind of open sharing that happens at Business of Design chapter meetings. Who knows what changes an encounter like that that's really meaningful is going to prompt you to make. Might be very exciting what's ahead. You might finally give yourself a raise or improve your contract, change your system for project management, or you might finally make that hire. Is it an assistant you need and crave? Listen to this snippet of conversation with John Hopper. He created a program called The Greatest on the Planet, and it speaks to employers about how to turn employees into irreplaceable team members. I was a business owner for 17 years, and I said all kinds of things. I blamed entire generations for my faults as a business owner. It's the millennials. It's the latchkey kids. I'm blaming an entire generation. (laughs) Hey, wait, I'm a latchkey kid. (laughs) I'm I'm blaming entire generations of people on my shortcomings as an employer. Because the truth of the matter is when I became an employer and when most people become employers, what do we really know about being employers? We were taught nothing about being an employer. We were taught about the the trade, the craft, you know, in in, Mm -hmm. in your situation, design. A lot of people know about that, but what do they know about being an employer? And the answer to that is not much. So what we do as employers is we actually try to do our best, but in reality, we're kind of avoiding it because we don't know what we're doing. We're not going to go focus on something that we don't know what we're doing. So we actually kind of run from it. And I did that for 17 years. So already you've touched on about 28 things we need to talk about, but it sounds like it might boil down to the fact that as the business owner, we have to accept responsibility for everything that goes wrong in the company. Um, I, I completely understand. We often will say, oh, young people today, they just don't have a work ethic and nonsense like that. The fact of the matter is If I don't have employees who are doing what I need them to do, it's my bad. It's my error. It's my fault. And the good news about that is then we can go ahead and we can fix the problem, right? Absolutely. The majority of the listeners are business owners for sure. The majority of those listening business owners have zero employees or staff. However, they are fantasizing on a daily basis about an assistant or a junior designer who can take off their plate 
a huge amount of work because I don't think they're disorganized, but they are exhausted and they are stretched too thin. So there's this fantasy life of I'm going to find a mini me who's going to do all the things and I'm going to go on holidays and make money while they're working. So that's what we want. We want a mini me and please tell me we can have it. If I was going to choose an assistant, my first assistant would not be someone like me, someone who can go out and do the design and pick out the colors and, you know, get the materials right and the, you know, the layout correct and all of those things. That would not be the person I would hire as my first assistant. So if you're not going to hire yourself, who are you going to hire? Well, I'm on the record as saying I strongly recommend you hire someone to answer your phone and I won't repeat why today, but definitely Believe me when I tell you, you're probably not the best salesperson and you're probably not the right person to answer the phone. So think about that. One exercise I can recommend, write down all the tasks you love to do. Then write down all the tasks you hate to do. And then if there are a few in the middle, eh, you're kind of indifferent to those, write those down in a third category. If I were hiring someone new today... I would look at that list of tasks I absolutely hate to do, and I would hire someone who loves to do those exact tasks. My problem was always that I tried to hire someone who wanted to do all the things I wanted to do. They wanted to do the decorating. They wanted to go to the fabric showrooms and look for furniture. That's the part I like. So I didn't need someone to do that. I needed someone to do purchase orders, work orders, project management, all that kind of stuff. Really good exercise. Write down the tasks you love, the tasks you loathe, and the ones you're indifferent to, and then hire for the ones you loathe. Good news for those of you who are thinking you'd love to hire someone. Finally, Business of Design just launched its hiring procedures course. We've been using this procedure for many years. Of course, we fine-tuned it over the years and created a seamless process uh, from pre-hiring to interviews to post-hiring to integration into your office. So by all means, Business of Design members, that course is available to you now. And we are going to spend a little time talking about the hiring process in more detail on episode number 111 coming up with Toledo Geller. Can't wait to hear from them. They were so intelligent to speak to. I learned a ton, so you're going to really love that episode. And I really love you. Thank you all so much for your support. Thank you to Erica Gelman, who has sent some Business of Design members our way. Thank you to Jessica McGoran. Thanks to everyone who participated in this episode. And thank you for being here. We really appreciate your support. We love that you're spreading the good news about Business of Design by word of mouth. And... I hope one day we'll meet up face-to-face, whether it's at the retreat or a Business of Design chapter meeting, and be able to connect in real life. That would be lovely. You go out there and be successful. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three business of design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a business of design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? 
Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today 